Good morning, football fans, and welcome to this Monday morning episode of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football show and NFL football show where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel from Minneapolis, Minnesota, here to talk about the Minnesota Vikings draft today, and we're also going to talk about the impacts this draft has on the team, maybe potential trades that will happen next. Um, <clears throat> we're live every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock Central Time, or you can listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Today is May 2nd, 2022, the first episode of May that we are doing here. Good morning. Happy Monday for all of you guys. And um, we're here to be grading the Minnesota Vikings draft, and we're also going to be talking about a potential trade that I expect to see next for this Vikings team. I hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The NFL Draft has officially finished as of this weekend, and honestly, although I hated the trades, although I did not like the trade in the first round to give Jamison Williams to a division rival and giving Christian Watson to a divisional rival, I do like Quasi's first draft. It was his first draft, and he did well. A lot of these players that came into this team, he swung on late, and he maybe overdrafted on a few players, but we're going to be grading all of these draft picks on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. Starting off with Lewis Seen, our first-round draft pick. After trading down with the Detroit Lions in a terrible trade, we drafted Lewis Seen with the 32nd overall draft pick from Georgia. I already talked about this draft a little, uh, this draft pick a little bit already. I do really like the draft pick of taking Seen with the 32nd pick, but I hate the trade of trading down and getting just a third-round draft pick for it. <clears throat> But in our draft day trades, we're going to be, uh, or in our draft day uh, grades, we're going to be talking about just the value of the player at the draft pick that Quasi was able to get him at. And to get Lewisine at the 32nd draft pick, I'm going to give this one a B plus because I do really like the draft. I, I, I really like, I really like the draft pick a lot. <clears throat> just comes down to the trade that I absolutely despise. And we already did a little rant on this already. So we're not going to do all of that quite yet. <clears throat> Still a little bit under the weather. Next up we have a pick that I absolutely like. A player that I wanted the Vikings to take with a 32nd pick, but they traded down and then traded back up for him. And that is Andrew Booth Jr., the corner from Clemson. The Minnesota Vikings drafted him with a 32nd or 42nd overall draft pick after trading up above, I believe it was the Baltimore Ravens, if I can remember right. I, the Vikings traded above someone. Maybe it was the New York Giants to get Andrew Booth. Uh, I give this draft pick an A. Booth Jr., if it wasn't for his injuries, would have been a first-round draft pick. No question. He is arguably the most raw talent in this draft class when coming to the cornerback position. Now, obviously, he wouldn't have been drafted above maybe Sauce or Stingley, but with that being said, he would have been probably the third corner off the board if it wasn't for his injury concerns. He's an already developed, already established corner from Clemson, and now coming to Minnesota could, and I would put my money that he's going to be a day one starter on our defense. To get a day one starter at the corner position in the second round is a massive win for Kwesi in this organization. I absolutely love this draft pick, and I would have taken him with the 32nd pick if I was the Vikings team, but no, they 10 picks later were able to find Booth Jr. And I absolutely love this draft pick. 
I also saw, we also saw Roger McCreary taken before Booth Jr., which came by a little bit of a surprise. Um, <clears throat> in all of my mock drafts, I did have Booth going in the first round because I felt like despite the injuries, he still was worth a first-round draft pick. Felt like a lot of GMs felt a little bit differently, but still so excited to have him come to our team and will probably be a day-one starter and develop alongside Patrick Peterson. Next up in the third round, the Minnesota Vikings drafted Ed Ingram, the offensive guard of LSU with the 59th overall draft pick. Guard being a big need for the Vikings. I've talked about interior offensive line being maybe the third biggest need for this Vikings team after corner and edge. Uh, the first offensive player off the board that the Vikings took was in the third round with the 59th pick taking Ed Ingram, and I give this a C. I give it a C less of a less of a um anything against Edgar Ingram it's more just about the players that were on the board that I rather would have the Vikings taken with this draft pick I don't I don't I don't hate him like a lot of fans do I just believe that taking this uh <clears throat> Oklahoma edge rusher Benito would have been a much better draft pick or taking Travis Jones the uh, nose tackle with with uh with UConn we could have kicked him over to defensive end and played alongside Harrison Phillips I believe there's a lot of better options for the Vikings to have where they could have taken someone um Oh, this was actually a second round draft pick where they could have taken someone who could have been a day one starter on our team. And now Ed Ingram coming onto this team will likely give Jesse Davis a run for them for his money. I don't believe he's going to be at all a fail in the NFL. It's just I rather would have seen other players come to this team. So for that reason, I give it a C. But with that being said, I'm excited to see him come play for our team. And hopefully, please, for the love of God, can we finally hit on a guard for once? I mean, I guess we can throw Ezra Cleveland as a hit for a guard. <clears throat> Uh, he was drafted as an offensive tackle, though. I don't remember the last time the Vikings drafted a guard and it actually worked for our team. It seems like every year we have a hole on our offensive line and it's right at the guard position. And I'm just hoping for once we can see a player come onto this team and be a hit. And hopefully can give Jesse Davis a run for his money at right guard. I really like this Vikings offensive line this next season a lot more than I, than I did this last year. And I'm hoping Chris and Derisaw can stay healthy because that's really where our, that, that's what we really need for this team. We cannot have Rashad Hill or someone starting at left tackle for our team if he's going to be on our roster next season. We don't even know yet. <clears throat> In the third round, the Minnesota Vikings, with the 66th overall draft pick, took Brian Asamoa, the linebacker of Oklahoma. Okay, third round, taking Brian Asamoa. Big, big overdraft, if you ask me. And I give this draft a D, this draft pick a D, because of the reason that I'm about to bring up. <clears throat> the Minnesota Vikings, with the 66th overall draft pick, took a special teamer. Yes, that's, I'm serious. In the third round, 66th overall draft pick, the Minnesota Vikings took a player who's going to be primarily a special teamer for our team. And I've seen people all over Twitter and Reddit talking about, oh, Kwesi just wanted to draft him because he was from Ghana, and so is Kwesi. I really hope that's not the case, and our GM is not drafting players based off of the country they're from. But that, that can't be the case at all. I'm sure that they have more plans of using him than a special teamer. Asamoa is undersized and he's super fast and this guy can definitely work as a special teamer no question he's going to be on our roster and be able to work in the league it's just in the third round when you take a linebacker you want them to 
potentially be a starter. And as of right now, I don't see any starting caliber linebacker in Brian Asamoah. And this is especially with the players that were still on the board for the Vikings to take. If they wanted to take a starting caliber linebacker, they could have took the Chanel guy from uh, Wisconsin. We also had Travis Jones still on the board who we could have taken and thrown at defensive end. There were multiple tight ends on the board who I would have loved to see come to our roster as well, who could have been easily the second best tight end on this team going to going to Jeremy Rucker, who I've talked about already and going to uh, this Dolchik guy. <clears throat> there were multiple names who could have been easy tight end twos on this team who could have played a big primary role on this Vikings offense or defense. And yet the Vikings went with someone who's going to be primarily a special teamer for our team. And for that reason, I have Brian Asamoah from OU being a D. Just because there's so many players who we could have taken instead. I didn't like the draft pick. I'll give him a chance. Like, I'll give everyone a chance. Just still, I would have much rather have seen the Vikings take, to take some other positions. Because there were there were tight ends and defensive linemen on the board who could have easily have worked in the league. Even on the second team would have been great. But the Vikings went with a linebacker. so Or a linebacker who's going to just be a special teamer. So not a big fan of that. Also in the fourth round, the Minnesota Vikings took a Caleb Evans, the corner from Mizzou. I actually like this draft pick. A lot of people don't. And a Caleb Evans needs a lot of development. He's not unlike Booth Jr. Like I just talked about, he is not raw talent. He's not a player who's just going to be able to your throw out there and be able to compete against NFL receivers quite yet. The reason why the Vikings took a Caleb Evans, I'm sure Ed Donatel and Mike Pettin are, uh, have their eyes on this guy and want to coach him up. I'm sure this is not just crazy trying to swing on another corner. Cause, uh, in the press conference, he did say that having depth at the position is very crucial, which is true. However, I believe this was more our defensive coaching staff looking at a player they can coach up for that reason, a Caleb Evans fourth round draft pick 118th over I'll pick I give this a B plus just because I believe that he will be able to um, <clears throat> be coached up with our coaching staff and we especially needed corners I've talked about it many times this is by far the biggest need on this roster uh, with Patrick Peterson being a starter we didn't know who was going to play alongside him now we're assuming that it's going to be Booth Jr. Uh, if not Cameron Dantzler but outside of that we have no corners who are going to be ready to step up we saw a little bit of Harrison Hand he shined a little bit uh, Chris Boyd shined a little bit in the preseason this last year but let's be honest we don't want to see any more of Chris Boyd on the field so we're hoping we can see some other corner like a Caleb Evans able to step up Plus, Chris Boyd's going into his final year of his rookie deal and i don't believe the vikings should bring him back or at least <clears throat> plan to not bring him back <clears throat> oh man all right <clears throat> oh my my voice is uh cracking because of uh got a little bit of a sickness also in the fifth round the minnesota vikings took in-house from ski Yuma, golden gophers row the boat Ada Mew. the minnesota vikings drafted him in the fifth round with the 165th overall draft pick and I give this a B. I believe he's going to work perfectly. Just like how I talked about a Caleb Evans, I am sure Ed Donatel and Mike Patton had their eyes on this guy and have a have a role for him to play. Now, him falling to the fifth round was no, no big surprise. Obviously, in college, he was a star, especially against the run. But him falling to the fifth round was not should not come by a surprise to really anybody. Him coming onto our defense will likely play that outside linebacker role could be behind uh likely behind Daniel Hunter and uh, Zadaria Smith as rookie season I don't expect those players uh if they do go down with the injury I'd still expect to see DJ Wanham or some other outside linebacker step in I don't expect to see Adamio anytime soon but as a backup I believe he can develop under these 
maybe future hall of famers these all pros pro bowlers that are that are in front of him so him to develop out of those players we could likely see this player uh be better against the run and mo hopefully can improve as a pass rusher as well but still so excited to see him come a player that i watched a lot in college and i'm so happy that he's staying in minnesota to play from maroon and gold to purple and gold and i love this draft pick a lot so i'm gonna give this one a b I believe it was solid. I like it a lot. And in the fifth round as well, the Minnesota Vikings with the 169th overall draft pick, just four picks after taking Adamu, took Ty Chandler, the running back from UNC in the fifth round. I give this an A. Tyler Chan Ty Chandler, massive, massive swing. And I really believe this is going to be... I think he's... With Ty Chandler... If I were to make a prediction, I think he's going to be a solid backup running back. I know Todd McShay and some players have, or some uh, uh, draft people have talked about him being a potential starting running back. Personally, I don't see it. He's not a pure running back. He's mostly a uh, one of those hybrid running backs who gets a lot of the yards from uh, receiving yards and then also is very fast. So he's kind of that 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 hybrid running back. He's not a pure running back. He's not anywhere near Adrian Peterson or Dalvin Cook level where he can just run past guys, run through guys. Uh, with Chai Chandler, though, I believe he's going to be a solid running uh, backup running back and will play a significant role on this Vikings offense after we do move on from Alexander Madison. <clears throat> Looking at Ty Chandler, uh, him falling to the fifth round again should come by no surprise, but still I give this an A because I really do believe this is going to, he's going to work on this Vikings offense. And we are, if there's one position we should be happy about <clears throat> drafting is running back. We seem to never have bad running backs. And no matter who we draft, they seem to always work. Alexander Madison worked, Dalvin Cook worked. Kane and Wangu worked. I mean, every running back we draft seems to work. So I'm sure Chai Chandler will also work. Looking at Chandler over here, though, he's a little bit of an undersized running back, but that's not a problem. I believe the the running backs being 250, 6'9", or whatever, or 6, or 6'2", is usually what it actually is. But I believe those massive running backs, that era's over. It is. They they still work. I mean, look at Derrick Henry. The guy runs through guys. I mean, there's still running backs like that who work in the league, and they outlast running backs like Camara or CMC. But looking at Chai Chandler, he's more of a hybrid running back, smaller guy, but the guy is fast. He runs a 4-3-8. Are you kidding me? But he is a smaller guy, so he will be able to make some receiving yards, and hopefully yards after contact will be his main, uh, or yards after the catch will be his main role on this Vikings offense. But I really am excited to watch uh, Chandler play in the preseason, especially. I'm so stoked to watch this player play. We have a serious competition at running back right now. With obviously Dalvin Cook being our starting running back, our backup running back being Alexander Madison, we really don't know who our running back three is going to be right now. Because uh, realistically, you want four backs on your roster. You don't want anything more on your active roster. And assuming that we keep CJ Ham as a fullback, we, we don't know who the running back three is going to be. Is it going to be Kone Owangu, who we're going to also have as our kick and punt returner? That'd be my uh, guess. Or are we going to trade away Alexander Madison and have Chandler or AJ Rose try to play for that running back three role? I really like that a lot. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more because I believe the Vikings actually should trade away Alexander Madison as he has one more year left on his rookie contract. And the Vikings don't plan on bringing him back. I don't assume that they do. But still, Chandler not being a peer running back, I can't give it an A+, plus, but still love the draft pick a lot. And he's going to step up and hopefully be a very good backup in the future. Now going into our 6th and 7th round draft picks, I did not grade our 6th and 7th round draft picks because let's be honest, 
more likely than not, these players are never going to play a regular season game. But for a sixth round draft pick, veteran low, or Vidarian Low, sixth round draft pick, 184th overall draft pick from Illinois offensive tackle. This guy is huge and massive offensive tackle. So He's, he's the kind of offensive tackle where you can't go through him. You have to go around him. And if we look at Chandler, this guy reminds me a lot of Orlando Brown Jr. This guy, hold on, let's look over here. So if we head on over to our screen again, this guy is huge, but grades terrible in multiple categories, just like Orlando Brown did. The guy is slow. He can't jump. He can't move around. But this guy is huge. He is six foot four, almost six five, and three hundred and fourteen pounds. So the guy is, like I said, an offensive tackle who you have to go around. You can't go through him. But still, him stepping onto our team, still veteran Vidarian Low could be a uh, backup offensive tackle on the active roster. I'd expect him to start his career out on the practice squad. I just. I don't see the guy being on the active roster anytime soon, unless if we do see Christian Darrisaw suffer with another injury or Brian O'Neill suffer with another injury. I just don't think he's going to be on the active roster starting up this upcoming season because he has a lot to work on in order to be in that role. But still, having a backup offensive tackle is a big need that he's going to fill on this roster, and I'm excited to watch him play and see what he can do for our team. Next up, Jalen Nior. It took until the nailer i mean it took until the sixth round the vikings took a wide receiver wide receiver is one of the biggest role needs for our team and i've talked about it being the sixth or seventh biggest need for this team and we didn't take a wide receiver until the sixth round so i guess dan chisson is happy about that he'll probably make the roster again jalen jalen nailer the offense or the wide receiver from michigan state was drafted in the sixth round by the vikings with the 189th overall draft pick big big need he needs to fill right now because if you're looking at our vikings roster obviously we have one of the best receiving duels if not the best receiving core in the league right now but we just don't have a lot a whole lot of depth at wide receiver with um with dan chisina and and bc johnson also reaching the end of their uh contracts right now and then you have amir smith marset going into year two so outside of that we really don't know who our wide receiver five and six are going to be in the future Naylor's going to maybe be one of those players i guess he's competing for the position right now he has to earn his role on this roster we can't assume that this guy is going to be able to be here especially with his size this guy is tiny but with that being said Look at his tape. Like I say many times, tape says more about than tape says more about than your combine. I think a lot of people uh, overvalue the combine a lot more than uh, realistically their tape in college. Because looking at Naylor, he's an already established wide receiver. This guy has a very versatile route running tree and you can use him in multiple different ways i understand he's small but we see multiple small receivers work in the league so Naylor maybe can be that next guy up with that being said, I don't expect, I see his ceiling as a slot wide receiver, if you were to ask me, but still a wide receiver three role going forward. We could look at that. Maybe we don't bring back KJ Osborne. Maybe KJ Osborne's going into his, uh, he has two more years left on his deal, I believe. And maybe after that, we don't bring him back. We don't know what to expect going forward. Adam Thielen, I talked about, maybe this is his last season with the Vikings. There are a lot of possibilities at wide receiver where when the Vikings pay Justin Jefferson, we might not be able to afford a lot of these other players because assuming the Vikings pay Justin Jefferson top three paid money we don't have anybody else alongside that if we move on from Thielen and Osborne so I'm excited to see Naylor come onto our team and excited to watch him in the in the preseason I still expect that he would start the career out on the practice squad and we actually keep Chisna as a wide receiver six because he's primarily a special teamer as well so still a big need at wide receiver for the Vikings to fill but that's okay 
for right now, that's all right, because we still have Thielen and Osborne and, and Amir Smith-Marset and BC Johnson, so no problem at all. Now in the seventh round, the Vikings, with their final draft pick, 227th overall, took Nick Muse, the tight end of South Carolina. Finally, the Vikings took a tight end. I also talked about tight end being a big need for the Vikings, and the Vikings waited till the seventh round to take a tight end. But with that being said, even though the Vikings waited until the seventh round to take a tight end, they realistically drafted a wide receiver. Nick Muse is not at all going to be the big blocking tight end that uh, Kevin O'Connell likes. I mean, looking at Kevin O'Connell, how he used tight ends in the past, I'm surprised the Vikings actually drafted Nick Muse. As like I said, this guy's pretty much a wide receiver. So uh, him, his role on our offense if he does ever get an opportunity to play on the active roster, his role in our offense will mostly be in the red zone and um, in the receiving yards and after the catch. Uh, still, I don't hate the draft pick. I, I like it a lot, and I'm not grading seventh round draft picks because realistically, if this player makes the roster, it's a hit of a draft pick. In the sixth and seventh round, that's really the floor is we're hoping that they make the roster at that point. So I do like this draft a lot. Vikings drafted 10 draft picks in the 2022 Vikings draft class, and I do love this draft, especially looking at Chandler taking him. I believe it's going to be a solid backup in the future. Andrew Booth Jr. is going to be a stud as an outside corner. If he's able to stay healthy, that's the big thing with him. Lewis Seen, obviously, I believe, I believe he's going to work in the league. I think him taking 32nd overall was a perfect draft pick. It's just the trade that I absolutely hate. But with all that being said, great draft pick from Kwesi. Love the draft picks coming into this team, and I'm so excited to see how this pans out. Maybe two years from now, we look at this draft as one of the best in franchise history. Maybe we look at it as the worst draft pick draft class in franchise history. We have no clue, which is why these draft grades take them all from a grain of salt, because let's be honest, I doubt... A lot of these are going to be correct at all. So we're, these are just my personal opinion, and I want to hear what you all feel about this draft class for the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you. All right, and then next up, Alexander Madison. We've already talked about Alexander Madison potentially being traded away from the Vikings. I talked about this in the middle of this last season when Derek Henry went down with the injury. I talked about how the Vikings should trade Madison to the Tennessee Titans. And I didn't, I got a lot of backlash from that. I mean, obviously, looking at the Vikings right now, Dalvin Cook is a stud. He's still top three, top five running back in the league. And the problem with Dalvin Cook is he's, he's falling apart very fast. Let's be honest, running backs of his size fall apart quick. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Look at Todd Gurley. Look at these running backs that play like Dalvin Cook who fell apart quick. Not only that, but he suffered with so many injuries still leading to his downfall. So with that being said, we need a good backup running back. While Alexander Madison, first three years of his career, has done a great job as a backup running back, he's started six games stepping in for Dalvin Cook. With that being said, Alexander Madison's not the only good backup running back that we have. And for that reason, I believe that we should trade him away because right now, this might be a bold prediction, but I believe Alexander Madison has hit his peak in the league. With six career starts, he has 1,003. 1,387 rushing yards, eight total touchdowns, and 4.3 yards per carry. Looking at Alexander Madison's stats, I could pull it up if I needed to. Looking at the defenses that he played, those stats are not that great. Looking at a lot of the defense, he's played against, he started against Detroit this last year. He started against the Seattle Seahawks. He started against some of the worst run-stopping defenses in all of football. And he got those stats. So with that being said, I believe the Vikings should trade him away because we have multiple other running backs on this roster 
who likely are going to be just as good as Alexander Madison as a starter. And we've seen around the league where, where uh, NFL teams are going, where they just load up on the offensive line and every running back looks good. Look at the Patriots. Their offensive line is unstoppable. That's why every running back looks good. You could throw me on the Patriots backfield and somehow I'll get three, four yards per carry. And I'm a skinny white guy, so I probably will not be able to be a good running back. But on the Patriots offensive line, there seems to always be a gap for the running backs to go. Look at Rahan, the Stevenson guy for the Patriots. That guy would not be a, we would not know who he was if he wasn't for the Patriots. Let's be honest. But looking at this Vikings team, Dalvin Cook, I still think, is obviously going to be Dalvin Cook this next season. Uh, looking forward, though, we have a lot of names to mention here. Kanate Wongo just had an outstanding rookie season. He was the best rookie this last year for the Minnesota Vikings, mostly as a kick returner, but still, the guy's a speedster, and that man can run. So I'm excited to see what he can do year two. And then Ty Chandler, who we just drafted from UNC in the fifth round. He's also another smaller guy, but he's very fast and mostly is he gets most of his yards in the receiving game he could be a very good backup to delvin cook aj rose we saw what he could do he's a pure running back that aj road is is a vintage pure running back that can play onto our team as well we saw a little bit of him in the preseason so there's multiple backs in this vikings roster where we really is don't need Alexander Madison him going into his final year of his deal we would have to look to making him a higher paid running back if we wanted to bring him back why not just trade him away because looking at Alexander Madison in my opinion Madison's better than about five starting running backs out there if not more I mean look at Alexander Madison look at how Madison if you if we trade him to Buffalo Bills I'm sure the Bills would be ecstatic to have Madison on the roster he's already better than Dalvin Devin Singletary he's already better than Zach Moss so he would be a day one starter onto the roster and then looking at maybe if we trade him away to New York Giants I mean Saquon suffers with injuries every year assuming Saquon's injured by week five they could be looking for a running back as well so looking at multiple teams we can get a second third round draft pick for Madison the guy is young. He's shown starting caliber talent. He would be a better running back on multiple different rosters. Let's be completely honest. And him going on to maybe, I really like him on the Buffalo Bills behind that offensive line. I think he would be such a good running back, especially with um, with uh, the Bills offensive coaching staff. I think he'd be great on that roster. Still with the Giants, I think he'd be great. Giants have really invested into their offensive line these last few years watch out for the Giants honestly like I know it's the New York Giants and you should never realistically uh consider the Giants a Super Bowl contender as of right now but re with Brian Dable in charge of that uh, in charge of that team they have an entire new coaching staff and uh, getting uh, Evan Neal in the first round I mean you still have Andrew Thomas on the offensive line like they should be good going forward and maybe with Alexander Madison in the backfield can be a lot better so I do like the idea of the Vikings trading away Madison as of right now I don't think it's going to happen I really don't think that would happen at all but maybe a mid-season trade i like it a lot and my prediction right now by week by the deadline by the trade deadline the minnesota vikings will have traded away alexander madison that's my prediction right now because i realistically believe a lot of teams should be looking for him he's going on to the last year of his deal and he's better than a lot of starting running backs out there i mean let's be completely honest and even without madison we still have a great backfield. So that's why I think the Vikings should look to possibly trading away Madison. AJ Green says, I hate the trade too, but Scene can hit and hit hard. I completely agree. Scene, I really do like Scene a lot. Let's try to get this. I like him as a 32nd overall draft pick. 
completely. I just absolutely hate the trade. Let's try to get this in. The trade was terrible for a team, and I don't like trading with the Packers as well. I don't know what is with Quazy where he's been his entire life, but you don't make trades with your division rivals in the first few rounds of the draft. This is something you don't do. It's not, this is textbook don't do as a GM, don't help out your other teams. And I get a lot of arguments people are bringing up where if the Vikings didn't make a trade with the Lions, that they still would have got Jamison Williams. I don't care. You don't make trades with your division rival, especially when you're on the losing end of the deal. And you gave Christian Watson to the Packers, Christian Watson, top five, in my opinion, wide receiver in this draft class. Not a great trade, not a great trade at all. We were on the winning end of the deal in the second round, so I hate that one a little bit less than the Lions trade. AJ Green, and I think they're gonna trade Cook after the season. Honestly, me too. Uh Delvin Cook, looking at his contract, let's let's see what we could get for Delvin Cook. I know I know I would be all on board with the Vikings trading away Dalvin Cook. I just highly doubt that's going to happen. He's a fan favorite, and as of right now, I don't see the Vikings trading away Dalvin Cook. But he is, after the season, going to have... Okay, it's going to be a lot of dead money. I don't think the Vikings would trade him away until, uh, until after the 2023 season. We'd have to see how things go. But still, he's going to be 28. I don't see Dalvin Cook lasting that long. Let's be honest, I'm big Dalvin Cook fan. I have a poster of him back here, but I don't see him lasting until 30. I don't see him lasting in the league until 30. And for that reason, I think he's going to be cut after the 2023 season. And hopefully we can look to one of these new running backs. I really, really like this Chandler guy we drafted in the fifth round out of UNC. I just don't think he's going to be a starting running back ever in history. I think he's going to be a very good backup in the future, though. A very good backup. AJ Green, I guess Quazy has some uh, uh, kind of different trade chart. He needs to throw it in the trash. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. Quasi is an absolute buffoon when coming to these draft picks. Or not not draft picks, sorry, these trades. I love the draft picks. Don't get me wrong. These draft picks, the, out of the 10 draft picks, I really only have a big problem with one of them, and that was taking Brian Asamoa in the third round with all the players on the board that the Vikings could have had. That one I think is idiotic, and it blows my mind. But all the other ones I like. I do like a lot of the draft picks and coming into the what well, the draft picks that I just graded realistically all of them are C and above I believe. Yeah, outside of the Brian Asamoah draft pick which I hated, I completely hated. People are saying he drafted him just because he's from Ghana and so is Quazy. Hope that's not the case. I hope our GM is not drafting players based off of what country they're from. But Still, the trades were absolutely stupid. Now you're giving Christian Watson and Jamison Williams to division rivals. At least we got Andrew Booth. At least we got someone who can actually play corner and hopefully be able to protect against Christian Watson and uh, Jamison Williams. And I hope I can play this in two years and say I was completely wrong. Jamison Williams, I had him ranked as, I believe I had him ranked as the third best wide receiver in this draft class. And we traded him away to a division rival. Christian Watson, I know I had him ranked up there as well. I have him going. I had him going in the first round in a couple of my mock drafts. So, yeah, not great trades by the Vikings to give away division wide receivers to division rivals when you have one of the worst secondaries. But hopefully this changes. We had one of the worst secondaries, but maybe bringing in Booth Jr. and Lewisine will completely change things. I hope I'm wrong. I really, I really hope I'm wrong. All in all, don't like the trades, love the draft picks though. Just had a big problem with one of the draft picks that the Vikings had. And I really hope, I really wish we were able to get another tight end. I'm really hoping Ursmith Jr. works in his uh, third season in the league, fourth season in the league. Yeah, Ursmith Jr. is on his last year of his deal. 
That's crazy. Ersman Jr. is going into year four, and we haven't really seen any of them throughout the first three years. So hopefully he can actually look like a starting tight end and take control of this team. And hopefully our backup, this uh, guy we took from the Rams, can actually be another blocking tight end. Looking at this offense and our defense, we improved a lot in this draft because defensively we were one of the worst teams in the entire league and then now looking at filling our need at safety and corner assuming booth jr is able to start day one and we filled our need at edge rusher so we have a lot of needs that we filled in this draft our defense just went from maybe the worst arguably the worst in the league to hopefully we can get around the middle of the league defense and our offense is still one of the best in the league i'm so excited to see this next season for the vikings it's very unpredictable the vikings upside is winning this division and making a run for a super bowl honestly i seriously believe that's the upside for this vikings team or the ceiling for this vikings team i don't believe at all we're the best team in the nfc don't get me wrong but we have no idea what to expect expect from this vikings roster as we have an entire new coaching staff who completely changed this team now I'm not, a, I'm not one of the Vikings fans who say Mike Zimmer was the only problem and injuries were the only problem on why the Vikings last season failure. Let's be honest. We had some players who had some terrible games that ruined our season, Kirk Cousins and multiple other names to mention here. But with that being said, I do like this draft from the Vikings. I think the Vikings should look trading away one of their running backs uh, to looking to the future for this team. But I thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. This has been a May 2nd episode of Morning Kickoff. If you all enjoyed this show, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more football and Minnesota Vikings related content. Thank you all for tuning into this show. Have an excellent, uh, excellent week. Happy Monday. Have a good one, you guys.